0: All right, what's up, everybody? Um, It's at large big. We're previewing the Sweet 16, and you know, like every other college basketball podcast is right now. Um, But we are going to kind of do something we've never done before. Uh, A lot of fun. It'll be super easy. Uh, We'll make this a blast. It's me, it's TB. We're in the building, um, as always. So, Taylor, obviously, we'll touch on last weekend real quick. Um, I don't want to go too deep because everyone's doing it, like I said. But there were a ton of upsets. Obviously, there's a 15 seed in the Sweet 16 right now. Um, we saw Syracuse win some games that were kind of crazy. Um, you know, you see, you see situations like Illinois go down to Loyola. There was a lot of crazy shit that happened, like there always right. is. So was the quality of play the best in the tournament last week? No, not at all. But we got the madness everyone wants. And I think that's the thing everyone cares about.
1: Right. I was up last Friday. I was lucky enough. I ended up going up. Um, a couple of buddies and I, we had tickets through uh, Shauna, West Virginia. We went to the West Virginia Moorhead game um, at Lucas Oil. That was at like 940. So a couple of buddies and I went up early Friday morning. Um, like around 9 30 10 got up there for the opening tips of the like the Florida Virginia Tech game which was wild went over overtime. Arkansas Colgate game was wild because Arkansas came back um, it was fun we were bar hopping from place to place watching games and it was like it was that sense of like I haven't had it in so long being at yeah. like a being at a bar where like like we were at the bar for the Oral Roberts Ohio State game and like just like I don't know it was fun to see fans from different teams and people cheering for the upset. Like it was just nice to be back, like experiencing something like that, you know, compared to where we were at last year. And, you know, this year was pretty hard to get together and watch games, places, and stuff. But it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it was a good weekend, you know, just had a bunch of buddies, you, you know, gambling on games, you know, going to the game was awesome. Um, good level, like Sean played awesome against Syracuse. Fortunately I lost, but him and Buddy Beheim had like a three minute stretch where they were <laughs> they were trading threes and it was kind of it was honestly pretty wild. But yeah. The only thing that sucks is about, and I'll say this, and most people say this is like when there is an upset, when like Abilene Christian wins or, you know, North Texas beats Purdue, but it's great in the moment, but that next game is just brutal. And the Abilene yeah. Christian UCLA game was like a perfect example of just like, okay, you win. And then the next day it's like, Oh, like West Virginia just toyed with them like cat and mouse. So.
0: Yeah, it was wild, man. Um, obviously I think there's some, there's some teams I definitely wish were still playing this week. Um,
1: for you know, sure.
0: Like we all obviously, you know, like you said, West Virginia obviously having close ties there. Um, Ohio, I think like it's it's hard to not like Jason Preston, whether you know his story or not. His story is obviously right. incredible. Right. But just watching him play in that Virginia game, he wasn't scoring very well, but he was chasing down rebounds. He was making awesome passes. Um, you can see why scouts are really starting to like him in that middle second, early early to mid second round right now in the draft. Right
1: um he'd be a guy i'd like to see if he you know took a potential potential grad transfer or just a transfer um play at a bigger program just kind of like yeah. up his stock but at the same time that can like think about rj hunter from you know if he had that good tournament run with georgia state hits three has a great game they upset baylor goes to the league and fizzles out so march madness can you know the tournament can break make you or break you and sometimes like in preston's case like you kind of just take that opportunity and go with it probably so
0: yeah and then um, obviously we both picked uh, Illinois too.
1: I did not. I switched mine. You,
0: you, you were on record. Yeah. On record on this very show last Sunday, stating that you would pick the Illini to win the title. And I was like, you know what, Taylor? I'm doing the same thing. What yeah. could possibly go wrong? Playing Fargo from Super Troopers is what goes wrong.
1: That was an like that was if you would have take the seedings away from each team, no way in hell you would have thought Loyola was or Illinois was a one seed. Like, no disrespect to them, but, like, compared to Loyola at the time, like, there's Mm -hmm. no way you would have been like, oh, that's – like, you know, Loyola is definitely the, the the you know, the lower seed. That was just, like, a butt-whipping from beginning to end. Um, They're so well-coached. They're so good defensively. And they every single one of their – you know, we're not going to get too into the games, but every single one of their offensive sets has multiple actions that there's – like, it's unlimited play style. Um, They do kind of take the air out of the ball, play the game in the 50s. Uh, I think their defense, they only allow, like, 52 points a game, which is – nuts but um yeah there that was a butt weapon from beginning to end and then you know uh what no, so the only one once he went down but oral roberts they're just awesome like max abrams is just a f- ton of fun to watch they're scoring in the high 80s that was a game that was just awesome um, yeah, it was. but yeah my, my i switched my pick from from um illinois to i was sitting there when i was filling out my bracket i was like you know what i'm gonna take the best team that's gonna win it all and i ended up taking gonzaga and i think through two games they've kind of proven that uh there's a reason for that and so yeah
0: exactly I I totally totally get that um you mentioned Porter Mosier uh from yeah. Loyola and far as, like being this really good coach and obviously making some noise and there are some people now who are saying well maybe he should be the coach of Indiana am I wrong in thinking he shouldn't leave what he has because he has something better than what, what Bloomington has right now um
1: right now yeah but I mean a lot of people are saying he wants to make um he wants to make Loyola into like the Gonzaga, of the Midwest, um, and kind of start a program there and build that and have ties there. He's done a good job. I mean, obviously, you know his record isn't as good as you would think if you look up his like lifetime record. A couple of years ago, they didn't make the tournament. Um, Bradley ended up making it, but the he's built a team that you know on um, has good defensive principles and runs a solid offense. Um, and I think in the long term, he's kind of building something there. I don't know if they're going to get the talent like Gonzaga's going to get, especially with. Walker Kessler, leaving North Carolina. Um, They're probably going to get Chet Holmgren and they're going to get Hunter Salas. Um, Two five stars at Gonzaga is just going to keep reloading. But I mean, I can see that. I mean, I wouldn't, if I'm an Indiana fan, everything that he's built from the ground up at Loyola, like it's, he played at Creighton. Um, So it was one of those things when McDermott was kind of on the fringe if he was going to get fired or not, which he still made this offseason. I think he, I'd take him because once Creighton job comes open, I think he's going to be going home back there. So,
0: yeah, I'm with you. All right, man. So we actually, for once, planned out, like, fun segments. You know, we never do this. We just kind of talk. Um, so I'll give you the choice of where we go first. Do you want to go our confidence rankings? Do you want to go through the betting odds? Or do you want to talk about um, the worst kind of people to fill out brackets?
1: Um, we'll start with the brackets because just because we're a little halfway through it. Um, yeah. The worst people to fill out brackets or the worst people for March Madness. Um it's there I mean, I've, I've, I've there's no shame in this or there's no, no. like no. uh literally i i mean i've been, been gambling for four or five years and i've like, betting on march madness to my favorite you know conference tournament week and march madness are my favorite like it's just wall-to-wall game after game so i'm gonna lump bat like new gamblers into this march madness thing where it's it's you know they're they're throwing five six dollars on a game or a parlay like a 10-team parlay to win like 4500 and you know they're looking at you like i can't like I don't know. It's, I don't know how I'm trying to – basically how I'm trying to get it across. But, you know, they're telling you, like, that's an easy pick. I can't I can't believe you would pick – as your bet is losing in front of you, I can't believe you would take North Carolina one against Wisconsin. And you just look at him. You're like, enjoy your $5 bet. I'm going <laughs> to sweat this one out. But the worst people for brackets um, are is the upset guy, the guy that picks upsets, picks the majority of the upsets, gets most of them wrong, ends up getting one right, and will then let you know that, you know, he got that upset. So –
0: yeah. You mean me?
1: Yeah. <laughs> you, are you Mr. picked every not, not yeah. chalk?
0: I'll be like, I'll totally like be a bars this week and I'll be like, I don't mean to brag, but I picked Ohio to be Virginia, right. And people are like, yeah, we all did. We knew they weren't in Indianapolis till Friday. I'm like, yeah, but I said it first, but I also said Winthrop would be Villanova and we saw how that went. Um, all right. My worst person, this is not an insult on people. This is just the people that drive you crazy because Taylor and I overanalyzed the shit out of March Madness and it never goes our way. So my worst is... And this is no disrespect to your fiance, as you've told me a few times, this is the person who doesn't pay attention to basketball, fills out their bracket on a whim to see what happens and wins your office pool. Right. The person who's like, um, Arkansas is a Razorback and, um, Colgate is a toothpaste company so they obviously are going to run through them and then they like all of a sudden they're like laughing in your face with like the fourteen hundred dollars they want in their in your office bowl and you're like damn it.
1: yeah sarah's um sarah's family they're from they're from baltimore up uh, in maryland um and a couple of years ago we were filling out we'd always like a big family bracket with like her aunts and uncles and like her mom dad brother and it, you know her her dad and i are big basketball fans her mom her brother and sarah you know, they, Sarah picks North Carolina because she feels like she's going to hurt my feelings if she doesn't um it's kind of funny but <laughs> that's her a mom wife right there man right the um her her mom's her, so her Sarah's aunt actually graduated from UMBC um so when UMBC, UMBC played Virginia they tried to pick that and we were like laughing at her her mom being like there's no way that's going to happen like it's literally never happened to 16 versus one seed so she ended up switching it to Virginia so then when it happened, she like held that over her head for, I mean, for years. She's just like, how did you not let me pick that? Like super funny. And just, it was like, obviously so random, but she's the exact, she, her mom, she, she does that where if you're asking her to pick a matchup, she'll, right when the game's starting, she's like, oh, I like this team because they're uniform colors. And it cracks me up because she's like, no, there's no way that other team could win. It could be Gonzaga versus, you know, Tennessee. And she'd be like, nope, the Tennessee's going to win. So it's pretty funny, but yeah, they, they it's never it never fails, you know. If you either go mostly if you go chalk or if you kind of just first shoot at the wall and hope it sticks, uh, you have a good shot of winning your you know bracket pool. Where if, if you overanalyze every game and make pick after pick, like we do, um, you probably end up in somewhere in the middle of the pack.
0: Yeah, I took your idea, I, I put a video of it on my social media where I had my dog pick, yeah. bracket by putting treats in each hand. You, I stole this idea from you, so I'm not gonna act like I didn't, <laughs> um, and he loved it he's a big fan of peanuts so he was excited about it but yeah so there's that and then um
1: I'm looking right now in my in my with Sarah's parents so we obviously put my dog's bracket in there too he is in sole possession of second place I'm in first he's 30 points behind me he had the, the upset that he had he had um Abilene Christian over Texas I had Texas in my final four and he has Alabama so with Texas losing to Evelyn, Christian, you know, it kind of opened up a path for Alabama. So that would be absolutely hilarious if you ended up winning that.
0: <laughs> I mean, we live in a state where a dog is the mayor of a town. So. Yeah,
1: shout out Rabbit Hash.
0: Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Um, and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say this too. Uh, again, this is not for us to say that we're trying to say March Madness <laughs> isn't fun. This isn't us trying to say that you're bad people. This is just the people that we see that drive us crazy the guy who like you go and hang out with and tells you every single pick of the bracket. And he's like, yeah, man, you know, I took Gonzaga. Um, I took, I took the, the eight, nine, I took the nine, um, the seven ten. I definitely took the 10 and you're like, all right, man, like this. Can is we talk great. about that
1: game when it's on. Have a wait. Right. I don't need your breakdown.
0: Yeah. I don't need you to go yeah. game by game and tell me, you know, when it comes on and it's like, Oh yeah. You know, we've got the, um, you know, we've got this eight, nine game. I took the nine. Oh, I took the eight. Okay. Yeah. That's the conversation. It doesn't have to be, I took the eight, I took the five.
1: If I wanted to see your, if I wanted to see all your picks, you'd be in my, you know, the challenge. I'd be able to look at your bracket. That's pretty much it. Yes. So I hate that. that, That's another, back back to the gambling thing. There's nothing worse than, because the group that I went with Saturday, most of us all pretty much bet on the games and stuff like that. We did, you know, we had a couple group picks. We had a couple picks. people that went on on their own for a couple things, but we never really went against each other. Cause like there are a few games that I liked that they, they all wanted to put a bet in. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be that guy at the table because that is my person I'm talking about is I don't care if you bet this, like something against me, like we can go head to head and just kind of like bull crap with each other and, you know, laugh about it. But the guy that has no money on a game and will, will Mm -hmm. hope a pick wins because of his bracket. When his bracket wins, he wants to tell everybody he had the mid-pick when you just lost a bet. And he's like, well, I had that upset. And it's like, well, that's great, man. I just lost $100 on this game <laughs> because, you know what I mean, like that. But at the end of the day, I mean, I'm, I'm the idiot for gambling, so I guess I can, I can reap what I reap what I sow in that aspect of it.
0: Should we have, like, a legal limit on how many brackets you're allowed to fill up? Because I feel like yeah, we should. I'm
1: a, I'm a big – lately, I, I used to do – my dad had, um, like, growing up, my dad would always have, like, with this big work one. Um, he used to work at the post office downtown. So, like, that was a lot of people in the bracket and yeah. a lot of good money. I remember when it was Memphis versus Kansas in 2008. I will never forget this. If Memphis beat Kansas, my dad was going to win the whole thing. And it was, like, eight to nine grand. And I remember they lost. And he was, like – like, cursed memphis hated them and then when calipari came to kentucky he was so mad because he's like he cost me you know whatever blah 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 but i'm ever since then like back in the day when those big challenges i would do like two brackets just because like multiple winners and you might you know some games that you're flip floppy on you you know pick the other one um but uh, ever since the last couple of years i just a i don't enjoy like i enjoy filling it out i like looking at the matchups but like i it takes me so long to actually do it so i just fill out one and then when i get that one done i'm like all right there's my bracket i'll submit it to every and luckily it's so easy now where, you know, on the ESPN app or whatever app that you're using, you put that bracket in, you can submit it to every single one of the groups you're in. And that's kind of how I am.
0: Yeah. I think I submit mine and I don't look back at it is what I do.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't mem- <laughs> like, like- I'll remember who I have winning, like in some games. And if I don't, I'll look at that, but yeah, I'm exactly what I mean. I'll look at like, at the end of the first round, I look at the points into the second round. I look at the point? I'm like, oh, okay, I'm in, you know, I'm in eighth place or I'm in fourth place, but so, but yeah, I'm with you. I usually just submit it and then kind of never look at it again. So
0: yeah exactly is there anyone else in this stereotype that we're going to call out or do we hit them all
1: if we hit them all it's I pretty think good right. uh got at the bar it's made fun of yes yes
0: so again we don't hate you we're not saying that what you're doing is wrong we just i don't need to know why you pick Zaga and the rest of the world did I, right. I just don't um let's kind of go through my go through the confidence scale so the idea of this is you know everyone's kind of doing their whole like re-ranking of the tournament for the sweet 16 and this and that. And like, I dig it. I like analysis like that. I love baseball. I like to see more than just the back of the baseball card. I want to know what your on base percentages against left-handers from the fifth inning out of a night game in the All dome. Right. Like I'm that guy. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, but also like, I feel like we can kind of go a little too far here. So instead of going through and just picking the games and we're going to go through, we're going to go through the odds to end the show tonight um, for each game for each sweet 16 game we're going to kind of do what we, we're calling like our confidence scale. So this is groups of four, 16 most confident, one least confident, who is who's remaining, who you have the most confidence in winning the title.
1: Um, Gonzaga.
0: Yes. That's yeah, my I've, 16 points. If yes. you, yeah. We'll
1: go, we'll just kind of break it down like one at a time with us, but the um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you watch most of the Oklahoma game, the first six minutes, like first, First media timeout. So, you know, the under-16 media timeout. Oklahoma could not have had a better start, and they were up by two points. I remember I was laughing. Virginia – or West Virginia. Uh, Gonzaga shot, like, 46% and did not play great and ended up winning the game by 20, and they could have won it by more. Um, Timmy's unbelievable. Suggs is awesome. Kispert's awesome. Uh, I legit think they go 2009 North Carolina and win every game by 15-plus, and they – I mean – I know I, I hope not just because I want it to be real. I think them and Baylor would be a really good game. And I think them Alabama, but the only there's one team that I'm confident it can give them a good game, but like it's USC. I mean, USC and Oregon are really good, but like, I don't know if you have the firepower to keep up with them. They just don't, they just like, they can come at you at all angles and it's overwhelming.
0: Yeah. So my, my first, my group of four sets 16 points to 13 points. I went 16 on Zega, 15 on Baylor, 14 on Bama, 13 on Arkansas. I know a lot of people would probably have some teams over Arkansas, but I still have a hard time picking against Moses Moody right now. Uh, the way he's playing. Jalen Tate. Yeah, and Jalen Tate. Those guys have been awesome. Uh, the must Bus is rolling, you know, for what, the second time in four years. He's in the Sweet 16 with a different school this time, though. Mm. Um, I can always forget about his Kings job because, like, you know, he coached the Kings. so. Right. I'm always going to give, give some love to the bus bus. So that's my top four and my most confident right now.
1: Yeah, mine, uh, similar. Gonzaga, Baylor, Alabama. And then my fourth uh, my fourth one, is, so number 13, would be uh, Michigan. Um, the LSU game, LSU-Michigan game was probably the best game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that Cam Thomas, Trenton Wadford, Darius Day, Javante Smart. Like, LSU has some guys that can play in the next level. And Michigan ha- answered every single one of their runs. Um, Dickinson was a monster um Shondi brown the wake forest transfer has been awesome this tournament and hitting shot after shot um eli brooks is a guy that's playing really well if they had isaiah livers they might be like number two for me yeah um, just because they're filthy when they had it going but i um i'm pretty confident in i think Juwan's such a really good coach um the sets they run are awesome to watch you know you're kind of adapting to more of the modern game rather than you know what some other coaches are doing but that's my four um i like arkansas but i think arkansas is gonna have to play baylor obviously in even the elite eight or um i mean I'm not gonna say like doubting or Roberts, but like Arkansas sitting pretty here to get to the lead eight, so that's why I don't have them high as Baylor, just because I know those teams are probably gonna meet in the next round. So
0: that's fair. That's fair. I yep. didn't think about the next round; It's kind of felt like the best teams, right, um, in my circumstance. So that, that's 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 total fair analysis. So this is your 12, 11, 10, 9 group as far as points. I got 12 points on Loyola. I'm in. I like Porter Mosier. I like their team. They've done this before. They have kids back from that Final Four run. Um, They just missed the tournament two years ago. Obviously, there was no tournament last year. Um, I like that group. Uh, Houston, Kelvin Sampson's got a cooking right there, and I'm not talking about the way he did Indiana. hey Uh, Or Oklahoma. Or Oklahoma, yes. Um, I I really like this Houston team. Uh, Obviously, they've got some really talented dudes, and the way that they play, how fast they play, I just think is a really tough matchup for a lot of teams. That's where I have Michigan. Um, I feel like Florida State is just going to be a really tough game for them. And I think that like you, we've seen Leonard Hamilton do this how many times now, where he's gotten these teams, he gets the most out of them. Come this time, we've also seen him get the least out of them at times. A.E. Laurie Markenden, I mean, not, I mean like, you know, Jonathan Isaac playing against Xavier uh, yep. in the second round that one year when they lost by 22. Then they go and beat Xavier next year. Yeah, I know. I don't need to get to get good there. Um, <laughs> so I have Florida State at nine to so found out that group. So I went Loyola, Houston, Michigan, Florida State. I'm kind of at a toss-up between Michigan and Florida State. I have no idea who I think would win that game.
1: Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna lean Michigan just because Florida State, their last three games have had 19 turnovers or more in four out of their five last five games. Um, I think Michigan's a good enough defensive team that if you're going to have those turnovers, they're going to make you value the possessions of all. Um, they're not necessarily looking to get out and run. So I think if you know they are going to turn the ball over a bunch, I think it's a team that you know, can get yourself in trouble just because Michigan can spread the floor and kind of attack you and get out in transition um, for them. But looking at my next four, um, so what twelve or what would you say thirteen through eight? What is it or nine?
0: It's a uh, twelve through nine, yeah.
1: Twelve through nine. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm also going Loyola, um, the best defensive team in the tournament. Um, Williamson's playing great, Kretzwick's playing great. Their guards are hitting threes. Um, their road's a little bit easier. They play. Um, Drawing a blank on it now who they play they play not Syracuse they play I don't know why am drawing really. a blank on it literally Oregon State Oregon State um yeah. Oregon State which you know Oregon State's been great but I feel like that's a team that can run into a buzzsaw with them um and then they'll play the winner of Houston and Syracuse um so I'll be kind of interested to see that but um I have Loyola there all the reasons you mentioned experienced team everything like that um they're my number 12 um the Number 11 would be, that's where I have Arkansas. Um, I think they are good enough. They have a pretty good matchup against um, Oral Roberts in the next Sweet 16. And then we play the winner of Baylor and Villanova. I think they're a team that can get outrun with Baylor. Um, it's kind of playing towards their play style, but Must is a guy that gets his teams playing in the high 80s and 90s. and If you can get that many. All it takes us a few stops at the end of the game to kind of get a win. Um, Moody's great, Tate's great. I think Moody matches well with uh, Jared Butler.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Mickey O'Teague versus Jalen Tate's going to be awesome. Cincinnati kid against a guy that's from Ohio, um, played at Northern. So it'll be fun to watch. That's why I got Alabama or I don't know, Alabama Arkansas sliding in on the 11th spot at number 10. Um, I have a different team. I have USC. Um, I am big on USC. at The mobile brothers are awesome. Um, their guards, Andy is a guy that's been a pretty good coach um, from Florida Gulf Coast, with their Sweet Sixteen run back in twenty fifteen. Now he's at you know USC. It's one of the most games at USC program history in the tournament with like six already, which kind of a bummer stat. But is one of the best players in the, in the um, left in the tournament. Um, I think you know they're going up against um, Oregon, which is a team that you know that Oregon Oregon beat them or USC laid the wood on them the first time they played this year. That was a lot earlier in the year. But familiar teams, so it'll be fun to watch that play. And I think Mobley can give Timmy some fits. Now, their guards yeah. are going to have to play the game of their life against Gonzaga to stay in there. And they're going to have to hit a lot of threes. But my confidence level is pretty high of them, at least giving them a really good game. Probably one of their best games before the championship game. So then I get to number nine. Um, I, I also have um, – I have Houston at nine. I think they're, they're playing um, Syracuse. A team that Houston's main thing is um, main thing is being private stuff on the defense. In Sasser's been awesome. Jara's been great after injury. Uh, I think Quentin Grimes is a great guy. You can put on Buddy Boeheim, Um, yeah. a guy you put on him and lock him down defensively. And I think you know they'll do enough within the zone. They have enough guys that can shoot and penetrate the middle of the zone to give them fits. Um, and then what's so we're on ten and nine. My number ten, I'm going to have um, gonna have Florida State here um wait um 10 did i say 10 yeah i think so okay so uh, yeah 10 for a state um i think scotty barnes is great raquan gray is another 6-8 guy that can do a lot of the dribble um mj walker i love him bolsa kabrichevich um he's a seven-footer that's playing really well this year um you know they're one of the last few acc teams so it's nice to see them there and then number eight i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with ucla I love, yeah, I love Jules Bernard. I love Johnny Juzang, who's scored the most points in the tournament so far. Um, Their bigs are going to be their downfall, but I I love what Kernan's building there. Um, I, I actually think he's a pretty good coach. Um, The sets you're going to get to Evelyn Christian were great, and they look really good defensively. You know, beat Michigan State, and then they beat uh, BYU in a game that was never really close. Um, So I got UCLA there, and then. That is my number eight. So last number eight, I am going to rank Oregon there. Uh, Just absolute domination of um, Iowa on Sunday, you know, start to finish. Um, uh, Chris Duarte is just a phenom as a point guard. Uh, Their bigs are awesome. They got one of the Chandler kids from his brother played at Memphis. Um, Really fun team. Altman's a good coach. Um, I think if they weren't playing USC, I'd like them a little bit more. Their team, that even if they beat USC, I think they can give Gonzaga a game because their guards are big and maybe there's something that Suggs he hasn't seen in a while. So,
0: yeah, for the record, I want to go ahead and state if you go back to the first episode we did after Mick Cronin got hired at UCLA, um, I laughed at it. Ryan Lester, who was also on the show, laughed at it. And Taylor was the guy that said, I think this is gonna work. So, this isn't new, like, he's been yeah. on this, he's believed in this. So, um,
1: I think he's a good coach. I mean, I think he's is what he does you know, make, poke fun at him. Like obviously it's all self-inflicted wounds and the Nevada game was a bad stretch where he had a bad couple of coaching lapses, but like his teams play usually played pretty hard and like, he's yeah. got a proven record of winning at places. So like I, you know, last year they were going to make the tournament two years ago, his first year they did not make the tournament, but like, okay, that's your first year and got some five-star kids coming in there. They lose Dacia Nix. They didn't have a point guard. And then they go to Jules Bernard and they go to Tiger Campbell in a senior year and they go to Johnny Juzang and they're, they're a pretty competitive team, and they're pretty fun. And if he can, if he can mend relationships out in LA and start getting those LA kids, he can win with those kids, because they're yeah. not like they're his team now at UCLA is a very good offensive team and a very average defensive team. So he's kind of shifting to that paired like that 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 uh, that mold where you know he gets guys and he's got to put them in positions to score. They're not nobody's coming there to play, you know, twenty point games. So
0: yeah. All right. So this starts the eight through five group. At eight, I've got the Trojans. Uh, you mentioned Evan Mobley. I think he's terrific. Um, I really wish this was the year the Bulls were still bad because so they could get one of these dudes. Because I think that this is going to be a very good draft class. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's it's not top heavy. Like it's it, it's it's top heavy. I should say that. Yeah. But there are so many guys down the line who can play and are competitive NBA players. So Evan Mobley will probably be the number two pick in this draft, maybe number three at the worst. Um, so I am going to stick strong with the Trojans there. I think they beat Oregon um, seven. I made the mistake, Taylor. The mistake I said I would never make. I picked against Jay Wright. I need to yeah. no know better. I've seen right. it in person too many times. Right. So Villanova, obviously, as uh, a five seed, is in the Sweet Sixteen. They obviously have a unbelievably difficult matchup in the Sweet Sixteen, um, but. I need to know better than to pick against Jay Wright in situations. I mean, he has adjusted very well to life without Connor Gillespie. Um, you know, they have really talented guys Jeremiah Robinson Earl, Brian Antoine, Justin Moore, who hasn't shot the ball particularly well the past couple of weeks, but I still think has that crazy Sweet 16 game in him. Do I think they'll lose? Yes, but I think they'll definitely be competitive. And then right after that, I have Creighton at six. Um, I can't believe they're in the Sweet 16. First I, time. I, I can't believe it. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, the team that I saw play Xavier a couple weeks ago, I was like, there's no way this team goes on a tournament run. And obviously all the stuff that came out afterwards, there's a lot of controversy in the locker room. We're not going to dive into that. It just felt like things were trending down for them, but Greg McDermott's pulling it off. He's obviously got really good players like Marcus Zagorowski. That doesn't hurt in this situation, especially in the tournament when you need guard play to be the biggest thing. So I liked, you know, I got to go there. And then five, I went Oregon. So, um, all the reasons you mentioned, I think either of these teams are gonna give Gonzaga fits. I don't know if they can beat them. I would go as far as to say that I don't think they will beat them, but I I really like what Oregon's done. You know, they're in the Sweet 16 for a reason. They got a really awesome win this weekend to kind of get there their second round win where Iowa just looked lost on the court.
1: We didn't even touch on that. They literally got a free win against VCU. The only game that oh, was teams. Yeah,
0: yeah right. which
1: unfortunate for VCU, but I still think Oregon would have won. Um but, yeah, I mean, obviously knock on wood, but, you know, we've uh, been pretty fortunate with what games we've got in and whatnot. But, yeah, Oregon looks really good. Sorry not to cut you off there.
0: No, that was – I mean, I was done, so.
1: Yeah, and I just did my math. I went way past um, six. I'm, I have five teams left. So I'm going to give <laughs> you my final five real quick. Um, number five, I'm going to go Syracuse. Um, uh, not trying to be too much of an ACC homer, but I love Buddy Beheim, Joseph Girard, another guard that was hitting threes from the logo. Um, Griffin's awesome. Dolish is a guy that's, you know, a veteran. He always has like four fouls every game I watch, like early in the second half. But that zone's tough. And if you're not ready for it, look at a team like West Virginia, a team that I thought was going to have no problem breaking the zone. If you don't have a guy, a big in the middle that can hit bunnies or can kick out for open looks, um, you know, you're gonna have a really hard time. You're gonna have to start having deep threes like Sean had and like Taz had to really kind of stretch the zone. But so I got Syracuse at five. I've got Creighton at four um i'm with you you know they should have lost to santa barbara and then they end up beating uh ohio in the second round which is kind of an ugly game that they kind of just dominated from start to finish but zigarowski is a senior uh, a guy that's kind of known to hit some big shots so you know i don't want to put too much doubt into them i just don't love like balak hasn't been as good as i thought he would be in the tournament so yeah. i think they need another wing player um number what's that so i'm at number three three teams yeah. i have left i have villanova at three and this is no disrespect to villanova i know jay Wright. you get a lot of um you know, like Taylor proves a lot of haters wrong. Um, but their path to the sweet sixteen has not been hard. They beat Winthrop, a team that everybody thought we were gonna lose to, and then they beat a bad North Texas team by 20. So I'm kind of pumping the brakes on the Ryan Archer little brother, um, being the backup point guard, <laughs> you know, being the starting point guard, which he he played fine against North Texas, but like yeah, they played Baylor and Mickey O'Teague is going to just like gonna back him down, take him Jared is phenomenal. Um, Flo Thamba, uh, you know, it, it, all those guys. Like, I, I hate the matchup for Villanova. So it's not essentially I have too much doubt in them. I just – the way I looked at my ranking, I'm like, okay. Like, they play – I don't see there's a chance they beat Baylor. Um, So that's kind of where I'm at. And then number two, I got Oregon State. Um, Been a great run. You know, beat Tennessee, who I was really down on. And they beat Oklahoma State, which was surprising. Um, That was a good game. They were hot. They won, you know, they won four in a row in the Pac-12 tournament. Now they've won two. So – I think they run into their above saw in Loyola. I think it's a bad matchup for them. If they are playing Arkansas, essentially I could see them kind of having another, maybe another one, maybe win another game, but I think Loyola is too good defensively and they're not as skilled offensively to continue their run. And then number one, I got Oral Roberts. Um, kind of like what I'm saying about the, um, the matchup for Oregon state against Loyola. It's kind of the opposite for uh, Oral Roberts. Uh, they're playing Arkansas a team that can run and gun. Um, you know, that's kind of their play style as well. But I think Arkansas has just got some dudes. Um Modi's been awesome or Moody's been awesome. Uh you know, Jason Tate's been awesome. Um so it's a lot of, I think it's a bad matchup for Oral Roberts because you're playing a team that wants to run like you. So who knows? They might hit shots and continue to prove me wrong, but they've been pretty fun to watch. But um I think like most people, you know, you're not as confident in Oral Roberts compared to other schools.
0: Yeah. And so I, that's who I have at the bottom of mine as well, for obvious reasons. Yeah. So my my four points for the, this is our le- my four least confidence. For those still following along, um, I went UCLA. I, I totally understand everything you're saying and how good Cronin's been, but this is Mick Cronin we're talking about in crunch time when he needs to win everything to keep his season alive. We've seen how this goes, so I don't feel very confident on the stretch in the rest of the year, which means they'll make the final four. You know, because I I said they, you know, I said that they'll struggle. Um, that's, that's how it goes with me. Um, Oregon state, you know, I, I know that they have tendencies, but like you said, that Loyola matchup is miserable for them. Um, I can't see any way that they walk in there and pull off a win, uh, Syracuse. Um, you know, I just don't really love their roster. I know Buddy Beheim is playing terrific right now. And anytime I can pick against Jay, Beheim, I'm going to take advantage of it. Um, because you know, obvious reasons and then oral Roberts, I just feel like when it comes down to. In these 16 teams, like, it's amazing they're there. They've had an unbelievable run, you know, winning, you know, everything they've gone through. But this is about kind of, like, who has the most talent at this point. Anything happens the first two weeks. We've seen this a million times. I know we've seen double-digit seeds make the Final Four in the past. But that's, you know, what, four times out of infinity? All right. uh, so I just kind of feel like this is the end of the old Robertson. Kudos, hell of a run. Everyone will always appreciate the fact you made a Sweet 16, but I can't see any way that they they get a win this weekend. Right,
1: no. Yeah. I think
0: it's time for gambling odds, man.
1: <sighs> All right, it's my time to shine. Let me pull it up real quick. So, yeah, I'm going to look at um, some of – ended up having a really good week last week, um, which is kind of nice. I ended up – making a little bit of money. Um, but here is my my picks for this Saturday. Um, so Saturday's games, we have – there's four games Saturday. There is um, Villanova playing Baylor right now. Baylor is minus seven. The over-under is 141. Um, Oral Roberts and Arkansas is at 725. Arkansas is minus 11. The over-under is 159.5. half. Um, the first game of the day is Loyola against Oregon State. Loyola is minus six and a half, and the over is one twenty-five. And the last game of the night is Syracuse and Houston. Houston is minus six, and the over is one forty. So the main trend of the tournament so far has been um, unders. A lot of people, you know, obviously the everybody likes betting overs. Everybody likes rooting for points. Nobody likes betting unders and rooting for bad basketball. But um, I'm going to give you just not not any parlays. I'm just going to give you some straight-up bets that I like. Um, I do like Baylor minus seven against Villanova, just for what we talked about earlier. I don't think Villanova's been tested, and I think Baylor's strong point is their guards. Um, should be pretty easy win for Baylor. I'll take them minus seven. Um, I'm going to stay away from the Oral Roberts-Arkansas game. I don't like Arkansas minus 11. Um, I think that's too many points in a tournament game. And also what we talked about, Oral Roberts, is you don't know what you're going to get out of them. So it could be could be a close game, or then it could just be a 20-point game that you're looking back being like, why'd I bet this? Over-under is way too high for my liking. 160 um, is a shitload of points, and yeah, um, you, need a, you need a lot of points. You need to be in the 80s at halftime, um, You know, eight, you know four, in the 40s, basically, for you to kind of really have a chance. Um, Loyola against Oregon State, I love Loyola. My six and a half, they're going to just pummel Oregon State defensively. They haven't seen anything like that this year. Um, the over-under would not touch that game. Like I said, Roy- Loyola gives up their average um, team score in the fifties against them. So it's kind of a game I'd stay away from. If if anything, I'd maybe go Loyola minus six and a half. Um, I love Syracuse plus six. Um, I think Bayham's a good enough shooter. And I don't think Houston is as good offensively as Syracuse is. And I think I'll take the better offensive team there from time to time. I don't think Syracuse can win. I think they can win, but I'd stay away from the money line I or just go Syracuse plus six. So out of those games on Saturdays or anything that you like? I know I kind of just went on a little tangent there, but, shows you how my mind kind of works with some of these games
0: um i mean i think everything's fair um i think i would probably take oil more than six and a half i think they're yeah. just going to run Oregon state out of the gym right that's how i am um and then i kind of think arkansas at some point moses moody is just going to take off in that old roberts game i right. think they'll cover
1: yeah i mean that's what i'm saying that's why i would just stay away just because like Unless you're going to play Arkansas, unless you're banking on just a, a blowout, like 11's a lot in a tournament game, Sweet 16, yeah. especially when it can be pretty tight for nerves and adrenaline and stuff like that. And I just, I don't know, and, and I don't want to root for Oral Roberts, so I'm not really going to try to be on that bandwagon of uh, rooting against them. But then we're going to shift to Sunday. Um, there's actually a bunch of plays I like this Sunday. So the first game is Gonzaga and Creighton. Gonzaga is minus 13. The over/under is 158. Um, How
0: is that the first game of the day? What do you mean? Why would that be your 210? Why is that like your nightcap? Everyone wants to watch Gonzaga play.
1: I just think – I think the other games are so good. I think Gonzaga – I mean, start the day off right with it, you know. Um, Gonzaga's minus 13. The over-under is 158. Once again, that's a number that's way too high for me. I'd honestly probably lean the under. But Gonzaga can score in the 80 and 90. So if if their defense isn't up to par, um, Creighton's going to be able to score. So I would kind of just state I would I would stay away. Maybe I lean at the under 158, but like I said, that's just a lot of points. I don't I I think Gonzaga minus 13 is probably the play, but um, I'm probably gonna stay away from that game. The next game is the five o'clock game. Michigan minus two and a half over Florida State over under 144. I love Michigan here um, minus two and a half. I think like I said earlier with Florida State, their turnovers are concerning, and I think Michigan is the perfect team to make, punish them for that. Two and a half is not a big line at all by any means. Um, kind of like them to cover there easy. Then you get to the night game, UCLA and Alabama, UCLA plus six and a half over under 145. I love the over here. Uh, I think Zhang and Jules Bernard can score with John Petty, Quinterly, Herb Jones. I think that's a lot of points up in that game. I think that should end game could be in like the 150s, 160s. Um, I kind of lean taking Alabama minus six and a half. They're, uh, they're playing really well right now, and this could be the end for UCLA, but I kind of hang off from there. And then the nightcap game is the um, 945 game. It's Oregon and USC. I like USC minus two and a half here over under one four, uh, 139 and a half. I would hammer USC minus two and a half, and I would hammer the over 139. Um, I think both these teams are shown that they can get hot from three, and their guards can dictate everything, and Mobley's a monster that probably got to go anywhere for 20 and 10, so – I think the opening weekends was all about the, the underdogs and I ended up betting a lot of the underdogs and, you know, right. You know, making some money off them. Um, I think every seven, 10 game, I ended up betting the dog like UCLA was like plus three and a half or um, Rutgers over Clemson. Like there's a lot of good value in that, but I think the sweet 16 as the teams, teams get further and further on, I think you can lay with the favorites and kind of um, make a little bit of money this weekend.
0: Yeah. I think uh, specifically you mentioned uh, Michigan, Florida state, I think that's the easiest cover of the whole entire tournament. Like you mentioned, the, the turnovers are really concerning. Michigan's a team that punishes you if you let them be in transition too much. So um, I, I really like. I would I would say Michigan by at least five or six. Um, I just think you know, like I said, two and a half in a Sweet Sixteen game, not a whole lot. All you
1: need is all you need is Michigan up two points at the end of the game. Like yeah, fouls, free throws. You know that's when it gets hairy. But um, yeah, so
0: I feel like that's an easy cover. And then um, I like Alabama to win, but I like UCLA to
1: cover. Yeah, I, I think it'd be a pretty good game. Um, UCLA's sneaky. I'm a big fade the public guy, so I like to see where all the money's coming in on, and then I usually kind of go opposite of that, just because. No offense, to people like that, but Kentucky, betting against Kentucky and Duke this year in Carolina was such easy money because no matter what the line is, UK fans are going to pump that for the UK. So and same with Duke and same with Carolina. So I gladly, I bet. I mean, I bet Wisconsin. Against Carolina, there was no reason we were going to win that game, and it showed. So, but yeah, I'm excited for this weekend. I mean, it's been I've been kind of basketball deprived. Monday having Monday was nice. I kind of liked the setup the way they did it. um I still like the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I think those are the four best days. But yeah, Monday hoops was awesome. You know, made the work week pretty quick. We're already at Thursday. um I got a wedding Friday, so I basically have one more day of work tomorrow to get through, and got a wedding. Then I'm going to wake up Saturday probably hungover on my couch and uh, watch basketball all day. It could be better. Yes, sir. I love it.
0: Awesome. Anything we missed on anything else we need to touch on real quick?
1: No, we'll, uh, we'll do a more in-depth, like a lead eight final four preview. Um, you know, after Monday and Tuesday are the uh, lead eight games. So we'll get to the final four. Hopefully we'll see a couple of one seeds. I'm praying we get a Baylor Gonzaga game. I think that will be the only good game, of the, only good game that, uh, that, um, uh, Gonzaga's going to have, unfortunately, I think they're pretty much a roll this year.
0: Wednesday. Do you want to do a 20 minute? Like, yeah. yeah, let's do that. Um, yep. I was trying to think how we can make the elite eight work. And I was like, uh, right. I don't know. Well, you know, tomorrow's NBA trade deadline day and the weirdest scheduled season of all time. So of course I'm like lost on everything, like with like kind of getting it all together. So right. we're, we're working on it. We're figuring it out, but yeah, man, I think we touched on everything. Um, I just didn't care to go through the transfer portal because we don't have six Dude, hours to go through many it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's college basketball free agency is what it is. So, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's a mess, um, but we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope we had, it's a different show than we normally do. We had a lot of fun going through it all. Um, if we did upset you about how we, your stereotypes of brackets, we don't apologize. It is what it is. Um, okay. but we, we, we definitely appreciate you guys tuning in. Have a good night. Enjoy the games this week. And we'll be back next week for the final four.
1: Peace.